Most Carlo COVID cases are in east of the county. Article by Michael Tracy. The bulk of COVID-19 cases in the county in recent weeks have been recorded in East Carlow. New data shows that there were 10 new cases of COVID-19 in the Tullow Local Electoral Area, the LEA, in the two-week period between the 8th and 21st of September. A total of 22 cases were confirmed in the county during that time. The Bagnallstown LEA saw six cases in those 14 days. Despite having the highest population of the three LEAs, Carlow reported fewer than five cases. The exact figure is not known, but it is between zero and four. The Tullow LEA, which takes in towns and villages such as Tullow, Clonigal, Ballon, Rathvilly and Michel, was the highest in the county, but compares favourably when you examine the national picture. The rate of cases in the Tullow LEA per 100,000 of population was 53.6, well below the national average of 70.7. The trend of new cases in County Carlow has been positive in recent days, with only seven new cases in the county in the last seven days. Looking at the border areas, Six cases were recorded in the Great Cullen Port Arlington LEA in Leash between the 8th and the 21st of September. There were eight cases in the Athai LEA, which contains Castle Dermot, and six cases in the Balting Glass LEA in Wicklow. These new localised figures will be updated online every Thursday on the COVID-19 data hub. Tin Ryland GFC praised for hosting COVID test centre. Article by Michael Tracy. Tin Ryland GFC has been lauded for providing an incredible service to the people of Carlow in hosting the county's COVID-19 test centre. A person contacted the club to express their gratitude after they were tested for coronavirus in Tin Ryland. The person described opening the grounds to the facility as an incredible service to the people of Carlow. The message was subsequently posted on the club's Facebook page. I've only ever been at Tinryland GFC for coming the Munskull finals, and the welcome and organisation were always super. Being able to access a centre so local for testing was a godsend. I was met by a very pleasant man at the gate and another at the access to the actual test itself. I found the test caused me to have a prolonged coughing fit and I was able to have the space to pull in and wait until this subsided and have a short road home. Thanks for what you are doing. We don't say thanks often enough. This is my small attempt to rectify this. The club was quick to act when contacted by the HSE last March to host the facility in its grounds. It's believed that more than 1,000 people have been tested since it originally operated in March and April and then when it reopened earlier this month. The club is not being paid to host it while the HSE covered expenses. Additionally, club members have donated their time and volunteered to provide stewarding and security. Club chairperson Bernard Mullins has often downplayed the club's effort, saying the club has been happy to do its bit. Responding to the message on Facebook, Bernard said, 
I'm very proud of all my fellow club members and the way they go about helping out. This is not about Tin Ryland GFC. It's Carlo people helping Carlo and surrounding areas. While Covid is bad, it has brought out the best in so many of us. Local organisations to share €6,000, article by Suzanne Pender. A total of 13 different local groups focusing on issues from mental health and supporting older people to drug rehabilitation and ethnicity will benefit to the tune of €6,000. Carlow Municipal District announced details of its Community Development Grant scheme last Thursday, revealing that 13 groups are to benefit this year. The amounts granted to each group vary from €100 to €1,000. €172,000 boost for sport and physical activity. Article by Elizabeth Lee. Sport and physical activity in Carlow has received a cash injection of €172,500. Commenting on this welcome boost from Sport Ireland's Dormant Accounts Fund, Martha Jane Duggan, coordinator of Carlow Local Sports Partnership, said, The funds will help to develop sport and physical activity and make the opportunities more inclusive and accessible for many people right across County Carlow. The allocation is part of a total investment package of €7.3 million in dormant accounts funding announced by Sport Ireland for a wide range of sport and physical activity measures countrywide. Sport Ireland's investment aims to engage with communities across the country focusing on people with disabilities, people who are educationally disadvantaged and from disadvantaged communities. Included in the allocation to Carlo Sports Partnership is €40,000 for a Bagnallstown Sport and Activity Hub, €15,000 for volunteer training and support, €11,000 for sports inclusion disability programmes and €7,500 for youth leadership training. The allocation also includes €100,000 for a joint project between Waterford Carlow and Westmeath Local Sports Partnership to address the lack of safe, appropriate and accessible opportunities for older adults living with chronic health conditions to participate in physical activity. Riverside cyclists run out of road at the Kissing Gate. Article by Michael Tracy. Waterways Ireland says that it does not promote bicycles being used on the Barrow Trackway. The declaration comes in light of complaints raised about the use of a kissing gate on the trackway at Greg Cullen Weir by the Carlow Cycling Campaign. In a response to the campaign, Waterways Ireland provided a photo of the trackway, which it says shows that the narrowness of the path and the issues of cyclists and walkers using the same path are evident. It also said that the river embankment had collapsed, reducing the path's width. Waterways Ireland does not promote or facilitate cycling on the Barrow Trackway, as the track varies widely in width and surface texture, and as such does not provide a suitably safe environment for multi-activity use. 
Christopher Davy of the Carlo Cycling Campaign said he was surprised by the response. There is disagreement generally in the town about what to do with the Barrow track. One of the things that was said is that you can cycle the track as it is. Here, Waterways Ireland is saying that you can't do it. Speaking of the gates, Mr Davy said they were a deterrent to cyclists and other users, such as families with buggies and those who use wheelchairs. Bikes with saddlebags and tandem bikes, which are often used by people with visual disabilities, also could not get through the gates. You are talking about a real beautiful part of Carlow in the middle of the town, what you should be building our town around. Instead, we are saying to disabled groups and mothers and fathers that you have to think twice or have someone help you to get out there, Mr Davy said. A spokesperson for Waterways Ireland said it issued the response specifically to the kissing gates at Greg Cullen Weir. The spokesperson did not say cyclists were not allowed on the trackway, but that it was an individual's own choice if they decided to cycle. In its initial response on the matter, Waterways Ireland added that it has worked with Carlow County Council on the development of multi-activity trails in the past and would welcome the opportunity to reopen that discussion in the future. Gifted Joe creates stunning replica of famous lighthouse in his back garden. Article by Michael Tracy Carlow isn't known for its lighthouses, but that may change, thanks to the fantastic work and hands of Joe Redmond. 72-year-old Joe has created a seven-foot replica of Hookhead Lighthouse in his garden at Tommy Murphy Park, Greg Cullen, complete with its own beacon and seagull. It's a -a one-of-a-kind piece. But then so too is Joe. The Browns Hill native happened to find a dumped compost bin in a field off the Tuller Road, and the project just went from there. I love going down there to Hookhead and just creating things, he said. I don't draw plans, I just do things out of impulse. He added, I found this compost bin and outside Tullow there is a breaker's yard and I got this other plastic bin. I got two dowels and an old globe and then it was a bit of painting. Joe even had a glass globe for the beacon atop his hook head lighthouse. However, Storm Ellen put pay to it one August evening, blowing it over and smashing the light. Undeterred, he sought a replacement. Joe has been upcycling pieces since before it became fashionable. He previously did gardening work at the award-winning Hidden Valley Holiday Park in Wexford, while he also worked in the sugar factory. He has completed countless projects in recent years, whether it was fixing a grandfather clock or his award-winning gardening. I'd rather spend money on a boat to fix up and starve for the week, he remarked. Proud daughter Julianne said her father is always on the go. We can't get him to stay home, said Julianne. For years he has always been messing around with this or that, fixing things. He has a gift. Community Centre for the Tullow Road area comes one step closer. Article by Suzanne Pender. The design for the long-awaited Tullow Road Community Centre has this week gone out to tender. Brian O'Donovan of the Council's Community Section 
told last Thursday's meeting of Carlow Municipal District that they were ready to advance the design of the 500-square-metre community centre, which would include a permanent centre for Carlow Regional Youth Services. Hopefully, this is a step to start things moving there, stated Mr O'Donovan. He added that funding is available for a design of the community centre and he remained hopeful that additional funding would come on stream to add other buildings, develop playing pitches, a walking track and other developments. He stressed the need for linkage within the area and remarked that there had been very good support for the plan from the local community. Councillor Ken Murnane stated that council needed to put as much thought into this community centre as they did for the public realm plan and urged the council executive not to go piecemeal on the Tullow Road project. Councillor Murnane insisted on a full comprehensive plan for the Tullow Road which would address all the needs in the area. Mr O'Donovan stated that he didn't expect funding to be achieved in one block and warned against any attempt to bite off more than we can chew. Councillor John Casson said that he was not 100% sure the current plan for the Tullow Road meets the needs of the community. He remarked that the plan included the opening up of walkways that had been closed off for a long time, creating problems. That was why they were closed off in the first place. Councillor Casson also remarked that while securing capital cost was one thing, operational costs were another. The last thing we want is a whole lot of empty buildings. While I don't fully agree with this approach, it's possibly the best, he said. Councillor Adrienne Wallace spoke of the large population in the Tullow Road that had been starved of amenities and asked about the time frame for the project. Councillor Andrea Dalton spoke of the huge blow the loss of the Open Door Community Development Project was to the Tullow Road. She spoke of the huge goodwill, community spirit and community commitment in the area, adding that the services provided needed to be in accordance with the needs expressed by the residents. This can't come quick enough, insisted Councillor Dalton. Mr O'Donovan confirmed that the design of the community centre would go out to tender this week, which was unanimously agreed by members. Woman assaulted in Tullow last Thursday evening. Article by Suzanne Pender A woman who intervened in a row between a couple in Tullow was then assaulted by a man last Thursday evening. Gardaí are appealing for witnesses to the assault, which occurred at Mill Street Tullow at 8pm last Thursday night, the 24th of September. Gardaí and Tullow confirmed that a number of people who were in the area at the time would have witnessed the incident. They are appealing to anyone who may be able to assist them in the investigation of the incident to contact 059-9181-160. Dara nails down his spot in competition final. Article by Suzanne Pender. A cabinet maker from Nurney County Carlow is celebrating this week, having reached the final of Screwfix Tops Trade Persons 2020. Dara Kavna, age 32, was shortlisted from over 2,500 entries 
and will join nine other worthy contestants to go head-to-head to win the coveted title. Up for grabs is the ultimate trade bundle worth €20,000, comprised of €10,000 worth of tools, €5,000 in tech and €5,000 towards further training. The winner will also receive digital skills training and a series of bespoke one-to-one mentoring from Google to help their business stay at the top of their game online. Dara, who manages OnCraft Interiors, which is based in Lachlan Bridge, aims to impress a panel of judges with his skills and commitment to his trade during the virtual final next week. The standard of the ten finalists is incredibly high. All ten will take part in a two-day event co-hosted with Google before the winner is announced at Screwfix Live on Friday the 2nd of October. The bespoke event will include multiple training sessions from Google Digital Garage to upskill the finalists on how to use the internet to find new customers. Dara is thrilled to have reached the final stage of the competition. I am so proud to have reached the final of this competition, especially as it's the first year it's been run in Ireland, said Dara. I love my job and I have spent many years working incredibly hard to reach where I am today. To win would be validation for all the effort I have dedicated to making my customers happy with my work. During the final, Dara will face a panel of industry-leading judges, including representatives from Screwfix, and the 2019 winner, Darren McGee.